Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and so happy to be here with you, coming at you live from my new home-built studio (laughs) for That Sounds Fun and for the TSF Quarantine Shows. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torrent Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. In the best ways possible, the two shows for this week were already scheduled, but they are two voices that you and I love, respect, honor, and could really use in a time when there's so much confusion and fear. So today on the show is our longtime lovely friend, Ellie Holcomb. She was on episode 27, one of my OG friends who got on the show real early with me and also was episode two of the 2018 Christmas party. So you can always go back and listen to those as well if you want more Ellie after this, which I am sure that you will. She has a new book out called Don't Forget to Remember, which is a children's book that I read out loud on one of my mini BFF book club nights. And the album is called Sing Remembering Songs. And listen, you should really get these things. I think you would love to have this book and this album in your home, in your life. Whether you have a lot of kids in your house or one kid or no kids, this is a great gift to have on hand for yourself as we are maneuvering these new days. So here's my conversation with our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb, and some of her kids pop in and out. This is how we do life now, friends. (laughs) Okay, we're going, Ellie. And Emmy Lou. Hi, friend. Hi. Good morning. (laughs) I hear you're homeschooling today. Yep. Yep. Okay, tell me what you made. What'd you make this morning? I made a spa for my mama. Oh, that's amazing. Tell me what's involved in a spa. So there's, um, you can do, we can do the hair, um, nails and makeup and basically anything that you would do for like a very fancy party or a wedding or a, or a dance. And what's free? Or a dinner. Um, what's free at the spa? Drinks and food. Oh, wow. Wait, and this is like a spa and a restaurant? And service. Emmy Lou. It's a dream. It sounds so fun. And that's the Wait, What room did you set it up in? It's in um, my mommy's bathroom because she Got has it. a bunch of stuff in her room that we can u- that we can use, but I but I don't want to have to drag it all the way to my bathroom. And besides, my bathroom is not too big, and it's not <laughs> yeah. really good for a spa because it doesn't have like a little table on the bath yeah. that we yeah. can use, and you can't really put one. Yeah, but on yeah. my mom's bath there is. So after we do home space. School, our rest hour is at the spa today. Yep. Oh, wow. Emmy Lou, can I ask you one more question? I mean, I'll ask you a thousand questions, but before you have to leave, can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Tell me how you are feeling about being home from school and what you're learning about coronavirus. And tell me how you're feeling about all this. Do you like being home? Yes. Yeah. Is it kind of fun? Yeah. Yeah. Do you miss your friends? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's both and, isn't it? Mom, what are you recording today? We're recording a podcast. So Miss Annie has a podcast, which is sort of like a radio show. Mm-hmm. And it's called That Sounds Fun. Her podcast is. And your dad's been on it before too, Emmylou. He has? Yes. Now there's three Holcombs that have been on it between mm-hmm. Ellie Holcomb, Drew Holcomb, and Emmy Lou Holcomb. Oh, my word. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So fun. Like, can you say, 
Have fun, everybody. Have fun, everybody. I've been on here for two minutes and almost almost three minutes. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. I'm I you're welcome. Anytime you want to come talk to me, Emmy Lou. First podcast. Is it? What a yeah. day. No one else interviews you, Emmy Lou? You don't get interviewed by other people, just me? Yeah. Wait, do you know, I do have one more question. Sorry, I know this is annoying, Emily, but I do have one more. Tell me about your dad shaving his beard. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. I watched it too. He didn't set it up quite like a spa, but I would say it's more like a men's spa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think when it was when the whole beard was gone? I was terrified. Did he look like your dad? No, he looked like my Uncle Sam. He did look like Sam. <laughs> I thought the same thing. He really did. What did it feel like to touch his face, Emily? It felt soft at first, then the next day it felt kind of rough, and then the next day it felt soft, and it's just stayed soft. Stayed oh, has he grown it back out? Soft. Yeah, it's got it. Si- it stayed soft since the first day he, sh- since this third day he shaved it, but the First day it was soft, and then the second day it was it was rough, and then the third yeah. day it, it was soft, and then it's been soft. So we'll be back. Oh no! Yeah, he's is he growing it back? Yes. Oh, okay, so it was just a once. What? It was just a I want to do this today moment. Yeah. He was. It was very fun to watch on the internet. It was really fun. It was and great. And uh, it was good that Rivers watched it. The baby watched it. Yeah. yeah now he knows he's his daddy. But yeah. if we had put Riff down in the morning, he would be like, oh, Uncle Sammy? Yeah, he would. Yeah, probably. It was Uncle Sammy, yeah. <laughs> From the very beginning. But he kind of still thinks Dad's Uncle Sam, even though even though he watched. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of confusing. He's just a baby. And he right. wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, he didn't pay that. And your dad really looks like Uncle Sam without a beard. I mean, they look, I had no idea how similar, but I guess Drew's sister looks just like them too. They all look related, don't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, it's know. pretty fun. Hey, will you tell Annie, do you remember the other day when I had a bunch of interviews, you were like, what's an interview? And I said, basically somebody who interviews someone is like a professional question asker and do you remember what you said when I told you about that I'm a professional question asker Emily said I would be very good at that (laughs) all day long (laughs) (laughs) Emily do you have a question for me or for your mom for the podcast what is it going to be about that's a great question I have a couple of things I want to ask your mom about that I want us to talk about I want us to talk about her children's book because I got to read it the other night for our mini BFF book club that you have been drawing pictures for. Thank you very much. And we're going to talk about how we talk to kids like you about being home from school and what's going on in the world. And we'll probably just laugh a little bit because that's what me and your mom tend to do. That's the plan, at least. I don't know where this is going to go, Emmylou. <laughs> She's just watching me. Oh, she's, she, she, so we so sadly miss the story time of the puppies. And she's wondering if you saved when you read the book about the dogs and then you got oh, to Oh yeah. The about Piper and, Mabel. Piper and Mabel. You know what? The problem is because of copyright laws, we can't leave them up. But the good news, Emmy Lou, 
is that your mom and I have each other's phone numbers. So how about this afternoon after spa time? We can just FaceTime and I'll read it to you. Okay. <gasps> okay. Because I have it here. So I can just read it to you today. It's perfect. What do you say? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, sister. Thank My pleasure. You That's easy podcast. to do. You didn't know you were going to do that before your first day of homeschool, did you? <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The first day. Today's technically first day of homeschool. It is. Do you feel oh, nervous wow. about homeschool? The Not at all. Not at all. You're very not excited. Have you set up a whole entire classroom? Yes. Oh, did you? There's a whole spot ready to go. Mm-hmm. She really set it up before she even knew we were going to be homeschooling, didn't you? Okay. You like school a lot. Emmy Lou, did your teacher send you work to do? Yeah. A bunch. Oh, a bunch. <laughs> we have reading and math and science. Science and social studies. Mm-hmm. It's oh, kind wow. of really hard to say social And studies. you don't even know this yet, but your art teacher also sent us an email <gasps> of projects for you to do. Isn't that fun? Oh, that's so cool. Man, the amount of work teachers are doing something <sighs> else, huh? It's crazy. Did you know, Emily, that uh, Miss Annie used to be a teacher? It's true. It's like I me. used to do fourth and fifth grade. Yep. And I was eighth grade and then freshmen and seniors in high school. But no, you- we only had like a little stopgap. I know. Yeah, we basically could have started a whole secondary school. We <laughs> <laughs> right. have almost all the grades covered. That's right. Schools, usually fifth through twelfth grade. Well, yeah. well our school is not a second. No, your school's not. Ellie, I mean, Emmy Lou, what grade are you in this year? First, and next year I'll be in second. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, a new teacher, and I don't know her name yet, even though I've met her before. I forgot her. Oh, yeah, because you know them all, I guess, because they're right there, but you just don't know which one, whose classroom you'll be in. Well, she's a new teacher. She just, like, she visited in the middle of the school year because the second grade teacher. Um, had to go back to where she lived because she got her job back. Oh. I think. Okay. She has family there that she's moving back. Yeah. So they just have, her school's really small, Annie, so they just have one teacher per grade. Right except um, for the fifth grade. No, except for the pre-K. Why do you think they have more teachers in pre-K? Um, Because... PKers are littler and they're more work and they're smaller <laughs> so they can hide in smaller places. So <laughs> two teachers so like one can find the the um hiding PKer and then the other can <laughs> Yeah. That is, I think you're right. I think you're right. They've got to have someone to help last find year, all the kids that are trying to hide. But last year there was only one in pre-K and two in, in kindergarten. Oh. Did you oh. hide in kindergarten? No. Oh, no, that's good. No. I think it was Amy just Lou's one of the kids that's were fast. A and, lot of people were fast. And they needed one grown up to teach and one pe- grown up to um, catch the fast person. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. I think you're right. Um, Amy Lou, are you going to teach your little brother Huck while y'all are doing homeschool too? What's he going to do? Yes, because he wants yeah. to join us sometimes. He does. And what are y'all calling me as a teacher? Miss H. Miss H. <laughs> so it started right. this morning. They were like, oh, Miss H, I'm really hungry for breakfast. And I was like, Huck said that. Huck said that this morning. 
<laughs> Y'all are excited. You're packing. You got to go pack your backpack too and get ready because that's what we're oh, starting wow. right after the podcast. I'll, I'll. You'll check in a little later. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll be here. You're welcome to come back, friend. All right. Have fun. I must go pack my bag. She must go pack her bag. <laughs> toodaloo. Toodaloo. Oh, toodaloo. I mean, oh. Ellie, this is your whole life for the foreseeable future. <laughs> it is. Oh, my goodness. I was just, I literally was thinking about talking with you. And, you know, as as we just talked about, both of, both you and I used to teach. And so it feels very normal for me to yes. be in a classroom setting. And in the same breath, do you remember, I don't know if you felt like this, but like, I feel like I have like first day of school butterflies in my tummy. Do you? Like, really? like how's this going to go? What's it going to look like? I know. And it's just my kids who I am with and have been with all the time for, you know, yeah. all the time the past couple of weeks. And so, um, but I still feel, I think it's more that balance of like, how am I going to be a teacher and a mom? And also I'm still working some. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, wow, that's a lot of things. Yeah, um, I mean, talk about that for a second because we do have an advantage because we both have educational backgrounds. But what do you say to the moms and dads who are doing this homeschooling stuff? I mean, there are some people who are not in school and the schools aren't giving them a lot of content to help while they're home. Right. Can you kind of encourage those moms a little bit that about what it about having their kids home and homeschooling? Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, one, I would just say if you feel freaked out, so does everyone. So you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it is, it is a lot. It is a lot. Um, it's a lot to, to take on cause you're, it's already a lot for a lot of people. Even if you're full-time mom in it, you're just full-time momming it. Like the kids yeah, are just doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, and so, and what I've noticed is even with my big kids, like being at home, uh, it's not the same as having young kids because the big kids don't ever really turn off during the day. Like they don't like take naps mm. anymore. So that's right. been an interesting adjustment. Um, cause when you have a baby at home and your big kids are off at school, usually the baby at least, you know, sleeps a little bit. So I would just say a couple things. One of my friend, Joy was, we were talking about this. I was talking about, I've been zooming a lot with groups of yeah different friends and, um, I have a group of friends who are touring mamas. And so a lot of us are moms and we're touring artists, um, oh, wow. as well. And so we, one of my friends there was just saying, I, I just keep saying to myself, grace, like there is so mm -hmm. much grace for this. Right. And then right. the question that she's sort of letting, um, lead everything is what do I want my kids to walk away, like what do I want their memory to be of this season? Mm -hmm. And letting that sort of guide the time. Like this is not meant to be exactly like a school. <laughs> um, let right. this be a really sweet time of uh, togetherness. So I would say that is a great guiding question because um, I get stressed out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to teach them all these things. So I would yeah. say grace, let grace lead for yourself and for your kids. And then uh, what do you want them to walk away with uh, looking back on this season? And then I would just say having a general schedule is really helpful. We did that yeah. starting last week. And Annie, you've been doing this. This isn't just for moms or people with kids. At yeah. Home. Like, yeah. I think all of us thrive on 
a schedule. Mm-hmm. I am laughing because right now I hear below me, uh, we pulled out the karaoke machine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's been a good, uh, that's been a good way to be creative. The kids love it, but they make their, change their voices and I can hear them. Below yes. Me. Sounds like a bunch of giants downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it, this is the time where you go, what do we have in the attic that the kids will think is fun? What can we pull down that will, yeah. Do you know, I wonder if you've felt this, but at the last couple of weeks, my friends, both single and married and with kids, we've all kind of had the same, a similar pattern. I wonder if you've had it too, where Friday afternoon feels very sad. Like mm. for some reason we grieve on Friday afternoons and Mondays feel very heavy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, here we go again. We have another full week. And then Friday afternoon, the feeling has kind of been like, oh man, that this is this is a sad thing that's happening. Nothing feels different about a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. And I, I actually, my my Drew and I were talking about this the other day about, cause we do, we have this kind of, he was like, do you feel like this is groundhog day? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh-huh. Even though uh-huh. the schedule is really good. You're like, okay, here we go again. Yeah. Um, and so we have been brainstorming ideas of how to make Saturdays and Sundays feel different and oh, interesting rhythm wise. Um, yeah. it does feel like you're like, oh, all right, here's the weekend and it's the same. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I so think, what are some things, you, have y'all thought of anything yet? Yeah. So we are like on, we, uh, the other day, I guess it was Saturday and we were like, there's not, I mean, we're supposed to stay home right now. Uh, as yeah. I don't, when was that Sunday actually the, yep. our mayor, um, asked us to stay, he passed the safer at home thing where it's like for two weeks, we're just trying to be home. Um, but I think that this would still qualify as like outdoor exercise and activity as long as we're not going to a playground, but to try to take a hike somewhere to go and Mm -hmm. hike and be in the woods. And so we ended up walking through stream, like this little, we followed this stream, went out to some land of of friends of ours and they weren't there. We just, but we literally like played in a stream and walked and explored and climbed trees. And that felt like such a gift to kind of break yeah. up the routine of actually being within the walls of home. Yes. And I think doing some version for me, doing church on Sunday, having yep. an, having a Sabbath day. Like I just have, I've had to build a week that has scheduled to it so that I really enjoy the days that don't have schedule to them. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. And we're setting, I know a bunch of people are setting like goals I was just, one of the resources that I've used a ton as a, as a mom, but then this is the sneaky thing about, uh, Sissy, uh, and David, they're raising boys and girls. Um, Daystars. We just had her on. She was just on a couple of weeks ago. Ah, she's so I love Sissy Goff. I do too. And she's, here's the thing. She's usually giving like tips for kids and I'm like, slash all humans. Like, yes, yes. No kidding. Uh, and so every single time she's like, giving advice for children. I'm like, Oh good. I need this too. Um, and so she, one of the things she, um, talked about was setting goals, um, 
like things that you want to learn and um, maybe new experiences that you want to try within the walls mm. of your home, but also like goals for growth in your own heart and your character. Mm. And so we kind of sat down as a family and we're just saying, okay, these are things I'd like to learn, you know, fun kind of goals, like skills I'd like to try. Like I'm going to try to a new recipe every week. Sure. Emily Lou's goal is she really wants to learn how to do strawberry shortcake. She wants to learn how to make strawberry shortcake. Oh. And so <laughs> she is, so we're going to save um, some of that kind of stuff for the weekends, like where it's like, oh, we're trying something new or trying something fun. Yeah. We'll see if we can get the ingredients for all of the things, but. Man, aren't you grateful we can still get ingredients? Oh my goodness. So grateful. I know. I know. I'm so thankful that the people are still working at the grocery stores and making a way for us to have make fun recipes every now and again. I know with with alternative, you know, with substitutions. If that's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I've gotten to do that. That's right. Are you following are, where you're getting all this stuff from, Sissy? Is it from her Instagram account, or where are you learning from yeah. her right now? Her, uh, she has an amazing, or just her Instagram account. She's getting on on her Insta stories and just talking about strategies of how to talk with your kids about this season and this virus and kind of giving different strategies for getting them talking. Cause she was like, most kids um, right now will not be just automatically sharing with you how they feel, but they are, she was saying in her um, counseling sessions when she's talking to kids, Uh, She talks with both the parents and the kids. And she said 70%, I think, of kids are talking with her in counseling about how they feel and fears that they have about the virus, but are not communicating that to their parents. And so she was just giving different ideas about how um, to talk openly about and, and sort of draw them out about how they're feeling about all of this. Wow. And, and that yeah, okay, so we need to follow story. Sissy. Because uh-huh. that's the thing, yeah. Ellie, is that literally no one knows how to do this. Not even no, Sissy. No. Literally, there's no one who's ever been through this that we know. <laughs> no, I know. It's crazy, Annie. It is crazy. It feels crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you really balance does. that? Like, because I am such a planner and I like to know what's coming and know what's happening. How are you doing that in your heart of balancing? the amount of unknowns that we are having right now? Yeah, I, I would say, well, I don't really know. I'm just like, I feel like every day is different, <laughs> but here's what keeps Every happening. day is different. We need every to give people permission that that's true. And that is okay. Um, but I've had a couple of people text me and ask me this, like, how are you doing this? Cause it is crazy. I mean, um, just like even being in music, like all of our shows are canceled for the yeah. next two months for the most part, there's, I have a couple of smaller events that may still be happening, but I feel like those may go away as well. And then we just don't know how long this is going to be either. And that feels, that just feel, you just don't really know even what to mentally prepare for because we don't know, we don't know. And so, um, for me, I am taking it like a day at a time. And, uh, my friend said this the other day on on a different zoom call with my Bible study, but she was like, I'm like, okay, his mercies are new every morning. And then it's, it's changed to these days, his mercies are new every moment. 
Like you have a moment where you lose your mm. patience and you freak out and your heart is racing and your chest gets tight. I mean, this happens to me a couple of times a day where I'm like, I'll be totally fine and we're, we're kicking it with the schedule. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'll see something on uh, social media, which is both a gift and like, just feels like it can be like so much information that yes. you're consuming all the time. And, uh, and all of a sudden my chest will start to tighten up. And so, uh, instead of his mercies are new every morning, his mercies are new every moment. And so when that's happening for me, I'm actually, when I'm with my kids, which I am a lot right now, I'm trying to let them into that. Cause if I don't let them in, what I end up doing is when fear starts to take the wheel, like I get angry and scared. And so, and, and I, everything is more stressed out. And I think my kids mm. sense that too. And so what I'm trying to do in those moments when fear is starting to lead is one, we're memorizing some scripture right now that has been Are you? amazing. And so all of y'all like, well, I mean, obviously not Rivs because he's a tiny baby boy. Yeah, whatever, not, but well, how we're, um, we're doing it's, I'm really bad at references, Annie, but I think it's second Timothy <laughs> one seven. Uh-huh. Um, so you can look that up and see if I'm okay. right. But for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind or self-control. And so I'm saying that verse, I'm saying, okay, I'm having a little bit of a moment where I'm scared. And I put my hand on my heart and I say, come Lord Jesus, have mercy. And and God is a God who says that we don't have to let fear be the boss of us. And we don't have to let the moments that we're scared, Brene Brown's been saying this a lot. We don't have to let the moments that we're scared make us scary. (laughs) So um, we're just taking, I'm just breathing. I'm like, okay, we're going to breathe deep and we're going to, and I've written a little song to go along with the verse. That's how I help myself and my kids memorize scripture. It just happens kind of, it's just like breathing for me. Um, And so our little song is for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And then the kids kind of join in. And as I hear my kids sing that back to me and say those, Mm -hmm. that truth back to me, there is something that starts to shift in my heart. And so I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. these are unknown times. And it is really comforting to me to know too, that so many people in scripture went through really hard times. Like you think of the Israelites in the desert, you think of Paul in prison, you think of John the Baptist in, in prison and him saying, you know, like, Okay, he sends people to ask Jesus. This is John the Baptist, the one who made the way, like sends people to Jesus. And he's like, hey, can you ask him like if he's actually the one or is another coming? It's like, I was supposed to make the way. We're supposed to like see his kingdom coming and I'm in prison. Yeah. And doesn't that part break your heart where he's like, I've given my whole life. Just tell me, is it you or not? And then right afterwards, I mean, I can just cry talking about it. Right afterwards, Jesus just praises John. Right. And just said, this guy has done when you go like, man, John, we get it. Like, Jesus, is this you or no? If it's not you, just tell us. Just tell us, like, just tell us. And so that has been like, and the fact that Jesus praises John after that, and, and that is, that has been like, so sweet for me to know, like, it's okay if we're scared, like God gets that. And so what can we do with that fear? We can bring it to him and we can come as we are and be known and deeply encouraged by, uh, by his love for us. And so that's been 
that's been a really big deal. And then the other thing I'm uh, reading through Luke right now um, and studying Luke, and that has just been, I don't know, it's just been encouraging to me to ground myself in God's word and in the meta narrative of like this bigger story that he's telling and knowing like God is going to tell, he's going to be who he is, which is good and faithful. And he's, he is working the gospel. Like his kingdom is coming even in this time. Yeah. And that is deeply encouraging to me. I mean, I, to me, one of the things that I've been saying a lot to our friends listening on the other side of Instagram and other side of the podcast is like, this is the time to, no matter what your history has been with scripture, just to start reading a little bit. Like just ground yourself in some of these old, old stories. It is, it feels so comforting because it feels like you're not alone. And half the time, you know, the disciples are like, wait, what are you doing, Jesus? Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is backwards and upside down. He's like, yeah, we'll feed this group of 5,000 people. It's great. Just go get some food for them. And they're like, what? And it was so sweet. I was talking with my kids through this story. And that's been a sweet thing too, as I process all of this, I'm getting to process it. I mean, some days that feels hard because you're like, I'm freaked out. And I, and that's another thing that Sissy has said has been the best thing that we can do for our children is like, take care of our own hearts and help Mm -hmm. manage our own. And tell the truth of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And, And let them in, but also like do what we need to do, whether that's take a run or put on a show and go like read yourself or be in scripture or exercise or do whatever it is, read a book, do the things that we need to do to take care of our own selves because Mm -hmm. they're taking their cues from us. And so that's not like a pressure thing. Like you have to do this totally perfectly and have this all together, but it is like, it's okay to let them in and to say, Hey, mommy needs some quiet and some space right now (laughs) Mm because I need to take care of my own heart. And and what can you do to take care of your own heart? What do you feel like you need to do? Would coloring help? Would reading a book help? Would taking in a nap? You know, just helping yeah. them learn how to take care of themselves too. So yeah. there's been a lot of joy in like talking through this older story that we we are also swept up into. Like we're a part of this story too. And yeah. talking through these stories with my kids. But we were talking through that. The when Jesus calls his disciples, I'm in Luke five right now. And and he goes out, he's in the boat and he tells Simon, like, go out a little bit deeper. And Simon's like, hey, put your nets down. And Simon's like, hey, Jesus, just so you know, like we were up all night fishing. Like there's, we got yeah. nothing. And he says, go out in the deep. And so I love that Sally Lloyd-Jones. I'm kind of actually reading Luke and then we're in the Jesus Storybook Bible, which if you do not yeah. have that, order it on Amazon right now. Like yes. it is so good. Order it on Barnes and Noble right now because order, Amazon is trying to focus oh yeah, on Amazon's sending out emergency things. Order so. it on Barnes and Noble or your local yes. bookstore right now. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. And have them send it to you. That's or right. actually you Save can yourself go. from the frustration of Amazon. Yeah, that's right. That's just exactly care right. for the people who need things. Actually, she is an amazing Audible. The guy who, I can't remember oh, the guy who reads it, but it would be I worth it. I love it. Getting it on Audible. But she talks about how, um, you know, they put their nets down and they catch enough fish to fill two boats to where the point that the boat starts sinking. And like it is, and, and she says it like this, Sally Lloyd-Jones says, she said, of course, the disciples are like, there's not enough fish, but for the God who made everything out of nothing, mm. catching the fish is not a problem for him at all. Like he has yeah. enough. He has enough. And that was such a gift for me to read with my kids as we're like 
you know, it's like you have the sense that you need to like hoard toilet paper and hoard supplies. <laughs> and, yeah. and there's wisdom in preparing. I'm not saying that at all, but it is a comfort to know like God has enough and he's with us. And, uh, and we actually, after this packed up a bunch of the supplies that we have in our pantry, because we heard that second harvest is running low and they're helping kids who are in school. They're helping around Nashville. They're helping a lot of the, uh, they're helping serve the meals that schools would give. Yeah. And so they've, they're partnering with a lot of the schools so the kids can come and get the two meals that they would get at school. And so we were like, okay, you know what? There's always enough with God. And so we can share what we have. And so we're literally going to drive and drop off some supplies at the second harvest drop-off spot today, just in, in taking cues from Luke, like there's more yes. than enough. And so that's yeah. been a really beautiful thing. That feels like a real discipline opportunity we have of like, could, could you share a little bit today out of belief that God will take care of you. Not in like a holding a poisonous snake kind of way, you know, not like a passing a snake kind of way, but in like a, you know, when people do that and say, well, the Bible says the snake won't bite us. You're like, don't, don't be dumb. But I just wonder if that's a, if there's a trust thing where we go, okay, I'm going to take one can of something to a local place today just to say to God, I have enough with you and I can share what I have because you will provide for me. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is, and man, what, and that like goes into the whole thing that like this whole gospel upside down thing is like, we die so we can live. Like we break yeah. and we give ourselves like a way. And that's actually what living really looks like. <laughs> it's yes. just, yes. You're like, oh, you really meant that, Jesus. Like, okay. Right. Right. Oh, you weren't like kidding. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Ellie to tell you about some of our partners making today's show possible. Y'all know I am a huge fan of the Ritual Vitamins. We should know what we're putting in our bodies. And that's why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. They're committed to showing you the nutrients, where they came from, and why they chose it. They call it traceability, and I am so thankful. Y'all have heard me talk about it before. I love opening that bottle of Ritual that smells like mints. It doesn't smell gross. And taking two just to get my day started. Part of my morning ritual is taking the Ritual Vitamins. I love that they are traceable and transparent. For obsessive label readers like me, Ritual uses vegan-certified, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients, and their sources are out there for the whole world to see because they believe you deserve to know what you're putting in your body and why. And I love the high-quality ingredients that they use. Vegan algal oil instead of fish oil, which comes from microalgae. It's a patented process that leaves minimal environmental contamination. Hey, listen, 40% of women cannot properly utilize the synthetic form of folate, folic acid, which can be found in many multivitamins. And that's why Ritual uses folate in its absorbable form to help cover women's needs. Daily changes, y'all, can lead to big results. So start small today. Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. That is awesome. So try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start your ritual today. Again, that's 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. 
Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Liquid IV. Y'all know how much we love Liquid IV's hydration multiplier, and I bet you've heard us talk about the Liquid IV energy multiplier. It tastes amazing and gives you a sustained energy boost with no crash. Half of Americans are reporting that they fight with daily fatigue, and maybe you recognize some of the same low energy signs where you have like a decreased focus or a lack of motivation or maybe just a bad mood. I don't know, but Liquid IV Energy Multiplier gives you sustained energy throughout the day so you can fight that fatigue without the crash, especially with so many of us working from home. It is helpful. It is helpful. It is helpful. It's a great replacement for morning coffee and an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks. The premium matcha and green energy blend tastes delicious and provides a lasting energy boost throughout the day. And it contains a mixture of teas and herbs, high in antioxidants that helps improve your mood and focus. Y'all know how much we love these in the office. When our friends come and work with us, they drink them and love them. I mean, it's one of our biggest hits up at the office and now here at my house as well. So you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. This is a great delivery to get to your house right now. Just go to liquidiv.com and enter the promo code that sounds fun to save 25% and get better hydration and energy. That's liquidiv.com promo code. That sounds fun. Don't wait. Start fueling your life now. And now back to the show with Ellie. I mean, it does just feel like part of what's gone on in the last couple of weeks for those of us who are Christians and have walked with the Bible and walked with Jesus a long time is there have just been these moments of like, oh, you really meant that in the Bible. Oh, that's actually like when you said that build your foundation on me, because when the earth shakes and when everything crumbles, God is what doesn't crumble. And you go like, that's so sweet. And then everything crumbles and we go like, oh, oh, he really is the only foundation I can depend on. That's exactly right. Like we are, it is, that is it, Annie. It feels like there's a shaking. And I actually had a friend who was in Salt Lake City the COVID thing was going, I mean, this was last week and literally and Salt Lake City had a, a pretty good amount of earthquakes and then tremors after the earthquake. So literally the earth was shaking and she was texting me. She was like, I'm under my table with my two kids and my husband and our house is shaking right now. Wow. Please pray. And I, I think it's when we get in these circumstances and, and this is, I mean, I, my heart just started like pounding outside of my chest and I just started crying out on behalf of her. They're, they planted a church out there, an Antioch church out there on behalf yeah. of the church, on behalf of the city and just saying, God, this feels like too much. I mean, and yeah. here we are in Nashville and everything in me, I felt like my whole body came alive like PTSD style like as because my house was just shaking two weeks ago like in a tornado like I woke up in the middle of the night and our house was shaking and so it I just was like God you are you are the firm foundation and you are never shaking your love for us is never shaken what you did on the cross is never shaken there is an empty grave that will yeah. never change. And so we have yeah. a reason to sing and we have a shelter to run to and to hide under. And so it's been a really interesting thing because I think a lot of our shelters and our safety things that we kind of use to cope and to help us feel better are being shaken away. Yeah. I mean, even like sports and entertainment 
and concerts. concerts. And yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that we would naturally run to just aren't there. Mm-hmm. And those and, things I mean, aren't I think bad a, that we run to. It's, I, the, we, right. they're, they're a gift. They're a gift. So it's not like... Amen. You evil people, you've been going to concerts and enjoying. That's right. That's right. It's not Bad that. like sports. <laughs> right, right. It's not that, but it is like, hey, just so you know, even if those things go away, I'm not going anywhere. That's and right. I, I love that. I was reading the other day, and there's a sermon I keep meaning to send you. Uh, Elliot Cherry at Midtown was talking about this, but yeah. when Jesus is in the desert, and just this, the, the fact that all of this is happening in the season of Lent, I uh, read the other day on Instagram about it. that somebody was like, I was not expecting to give up this much for Lent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, here we are. Exactly right. But I, um, when I, I love that before Jesus and this guy was talking about that when Satan, Jesus is in the desert right after he gets baptized and God says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. So that Mm -hmm. before Jesus starts his like public ministry, before he does one thing, God says, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. And so then Jesus goes into the desert and the first thing before Satan's twisting scripture at him, he says, if you are the really the son of God, like if you are the son of God. And so the thing that he comes after first, when everything is stripped away, when Jesus is hungry and he's in the desert, which this feels like a desert time, the enemy comes in and it's not, are you hungry? It's, are you really the son of God? Like all of this is happening. If you're really the son of God, he attacks his freaking identity. Like, I'm like, Oh my good. And so I think some of this stuff that's being shaken away, our identity can be wrapped up in that. And I don't know about you, but for me, a lot in a lot of this, I'm like, that identity, like, does God really love you? Is he really going to be enough for you? Are you, do you really belong to him if you're losing all of this, if things Mm. are crazy and chaotic? And so I've been trying to lean into, uh, into that identity. Like, this is who I am. I am a child of, of the one who made everything and who, who is enough, who has been enough, who will be enough for me. Yes. And then you, I mean, it, it, we have to say it to ourselves because in, we don't have to, we choose to say it to ourselves because in your case, you then get to and need to turn around and say it to Drew and say it to the kids and have Drew say it back to you. I need to turn around and say it to the people on the other side of Insta story, to the people on the other side of the podcast. Like we can't, we can't draw from a well that we aren't drinking. We can't share from a well we aren't drinking from. Totally. One, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's been and, and honestly, that's been something that I've started to, I have a really hard time going to bed. I just, I, well, you and I are seven. Like you can't fall asleep? So, no, no. It's just, I, there are so many other fun things to do. And, that's right. Uh, and so I'm like, <laughs> I could dance, I could clean out this drawer, I could watch a show, right. I could read a book, I could learn a recipe. I could, I mean, be on Instagram. Sleeping you know, there, is so low on the totem pole for so me too. Yeah. So low. And so when we were sharing some of our like character, character, like personal development goals, uh, I was just like, I really want to work at 
going to bed, like going to sleep, like making myself rest. And there are some like rhythms that are happening in this for our family that have been so good. Like we are sitting down for two meals together a day. That hardly ever happens for us. Like where we're all together at the table because the baby's schedule is different than the rest of us. And Drew and I are both out of town and it just, and sometimes the kids eat before us and there's, it's not like anything is wrong with that, but it has been so beautiful to begin this whole kind of familial practice of gathering around a table together. But one of the things that I'm realizing that I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to start getting up before my kids because as it turns out, I do need time alone and I need to be drinking deeply from this well. So when they're in school, I don't always have to do that in the morning uh, because I get get up in the morning and get them off to school and and then the baby goes down for a nap and I can kind of do that during that time. <laughs> so, yeah. but right now it's like full on, like I'm like on. So I'm, my goal is to try to go to bed earlier and rest and sleep because that is good for our bodies and good for our brains. And then to try to get up a little bit earlier than everyone. And it is sometimes, Annie, it has been like, I'm getting like, a couple of deep breaths and one sip of coffee. And I like read like a couple sentences and then like Emily was coming down the stairs. And she has good questions. And she <laughs> so. has good questions. Annie. Literally it has been like, I'm like having these quiet times with my seven year old right next to me. And so she asked me yeah. the other day, she was like, mom, and there is a sense where I'm like, okay, I got to figure out something because I got to do this for me. So I'm trying to do that balance of, but what a beautiful opportunity. She's like, mom, can I start coming to your Bible study like right now? Um, so oh. I can kind of learn what like Bible study is. And then I oh can start gosh. one with my friends and like, I'll know how to do it. And so that kind of thing is happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Emily. Mm-hmm. So she's like learning about she's learning how to look up scriptures and like, she's learning about the old Testament and the new Testament. And she's looking up like the scriptures that we're, mem- we're trying to memorize the scripture every week. And so she's like looking those up and underlining them in her little Bible and writing them yeah. down. And so there has just been like this, there's so much good and beauty in this season, even though it's scary and unknown and lonely and isolating. And, I and just, how do you teach people how to hold both of those? How do you hold, the fear of it and the, and the gifts of it. And the gifts of it. I, Annie, I think it has been in those moments when the fear comes is just acknowledging them and really yeah. even living that out in front of my kids. Cause that is it. Like, and I think about that verse in um, John 10, 10, where it's yeah. like, um, where it says, uh, well, like I always like to, and this is probably you too. I love to focus on the John 10, 10 part of the verse. That's like, I've come to give you life and life oh, to yes. the full. Yes. And it's like this full <laughs> life. Yes. I love that. But the verse right before that is the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But yeah. I have come to give you life and life to the full. And the more that I, the, the older that I get, the more sorrow and suffering that I experience. Um, sorry. And loss that I experience. I think that verse has taken on this different meaning for me because I don't think that it's just this full, amazing adventure life. That is 100% a part of it. But I think that, that he has come to give us the fullness of himself and the fullness of all his love and the fullness of all his mercy in the full spectrum of both the joy and the sorrow and the desert places of mm. our lives. And so, um, I do think that 
every as I as I read about Jesus, it is this both and like he holds that really, really beautifully. I yeah. I think for us to just be like, it's okay for me to hold this fear and this this like scarcity mentality that I have right now and this yes or this boredom or this the all of these questions like I can hold all of that and all of God's promises out at the same time like I can I can hold both of those and speak grace put my hand over my heart and speak the love of Jesus he is it's enough to cover both and and it just feels like I I really appreciate you saying that because I do feel like we can give permission to people that you can feel that scarcity mentality, <laughs> that hoarding nature and that desire to ha- hold everything close. And it is we're all feeling that everybody because nobody knows what's coming. That's yep. That's exactly. And yet right. at the same time, we can hold it and then let it go. Like we can do the first half of John 10, 10 and believe it. And then the second half of John 10, 10 and believe it because both are true. The enemy is the enemy and Jesus is Jesus. And so holding both and fi- to me, finding ways, I wonder if y'all have done this too. It sounds like you have finding ways to find joy in the middle of this, in the middle of the unknown has been what has given me at what has actually given me life has been really looking for joy in the middle of this. Ooh, yes, ma'am. And I, Annie, that is one of the things the other night on Raising Boys and Girls, Sissy and David were just answering questions. And somebody asked this question, like, how do you do this? Like, how do you cultivate joy in this season? And I just, yeah. I love that question, first of all. Um, but that has been like a treasure. And she was saying that it would be a really beautiful thing to have, like, post a big piece of paper up in your house and start writing down like the things that you're grateful for, like the beauty that's come from it. So there's this like visual, I mean, that's all over scripture, like altars. We're going to build an altar right here to remember like the goodness of God. And so I think even like getting something up to where you can see like, and there's a visual, a visible kind of reminder of that. Yeah, Uh, man, that's, um, that was a very easy way for me to thank you for your book. You just wrote the kid's book. Don't forget to remember that you let me read to our mini BFF book club. But I mean, Ellie, that book, you could not have known how timely that little book would be for families right now. It is any, it is. No, I couldn't have. And I, and every single day people are sending me messages of their kids singing the songs and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are for kids, but me. Oh my gosh. I'm playing that. I'm playing that new record in my house and I am the only one here. It is like so sweet. And it's just, that's what I love when I'm writing. I'm always like sitting in God's word and then letting music come out. And I think it is such, it's such a joy because we don't always get to see this. We don't always know like the work that we make, how it will go out and how it will bless and nourish and flourish and grow. Yeah. But it is, I think I'm always so encouraged, not because like, oh, I wrote this great book or these great songs. I'm like, this is just exactly what God says that his word will do. Like, just like the rains that fall from the heavens and don't return to the heavens without first nourishing the earth and causing it to bud and flourish. So is the word that goes out of my mouth. It will accomplish the purposes for Mm -hmm. which I sent it. And I'm like, this is just your word going out. God, this is so sweet to see this feeding and comforting and uh, bringing joy and light into kind of a dark 
season. So, Because that's really the trick. The darkness wants you to forget there is light. That's right. That is and, exactly and the thing we right. have to choose over and over again right now, I'm having to choose it. You have to choose it. We have to choose it as we're leading our families and our friends is that we have to choose to remember. I mean, don't forget to remember. It's exactly your book title. We have to don't forget to remember who God really is, even when we can't see it the way it's meeting our expectations of who God is. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. 10 minutes. Emily's going to come back in 10 minutes. Is that okay? Really? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, gracious. I would love it. No, but Annie, that You need is... to prep her with the last question. We'll for sure make her tell us what sounds fun to her. Okay. That we'll have good. her ready for that in 10 minutes. I have a feeling it might have something to do with the spa. Oh, great. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if my prediction is right. But Annie, that is one of the things that Sissy said too, is that worry does not have a memory. Like it doesn't worry and fear don't have a memory. It's all it is, is where you are, the darkness and the fear and the scarcity and the scary. They don't remember how, how you've been brave before. Like, so if you've been worried before and you've made it through that, there is no memory of that when you're in like an anxiety panic attack moment. Oh, wow. And she even says like all of the blood when you're, when your heart rate's up and you're scared and you're worried, all of the blood goes from the front part of your brain, which is the reason, the frontal cortex, is the reasoning, like logic part of your brain. It goes to the enigula, which is the fight or flight part of your brain. Yeah. And so you, it, it literally, when you are scared and your heart's beating fast, all the blood leaves the front part of your brain and goes to that enigula. And so you can't even think, it's so hard to remember when you're scared because yes. you don't even have blood going to the part of your brain that you can remember the things that you've <laughs> right. before. And so she talks about the importance of like breathing and slowing down our breath and just taking like you can trace your, your uh, and like grounding so like being in the moment where you are so you can trace all the fingers on your hand and like uh, go over yeah. each finger and take a deep breath for each finger to be in that moment to slow down your breath and then you speak the truth like you get to actually and she talks a lot about bossing worry around like and fear around, like you actually get to boss the worry monster is what she calls it around. Yes, so yes. If you can calm yourself down and take a deep breath and start speaking truth and remembering yeah. what's true and, and like listing those out. That's kind of how we boss our worry monsters around. around here. And, yeah. so, and that's not just for kids. That's for me too. I mean, I have to start, I mean, I have to, I, so many days when I was quarantined for in the, those couple of weeks, and even now in the um, stay in place stuff, I have to say to myself, God has not forgotten us. God has not abandoned us. What is true is that he is still in control. He has not lost control. I mean, I have to say that stuff to myself, just like when in the Psalms where David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then he goes through, and I think this is 103 or 104, and he goes through and lists all these great things about God. He's not doing them because we need to hear them. He's writing that because he needs to hear them. Oh, yes. Right? He is just like preaching, preaching to his own heart. That's exactly right. And that's that's what I'm having to do over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's been... It's been so, so sweet. It's honestly, it's good practice. These are like good muscles to flex. And um, 
and good disciplines to kind of be practicing. And I'm grateful that I'm getting to do them with my kids too. But any, like the timing of, of, uh, the book release, it was literally like the night before we were supposed to release the book is the night that like the F3, F4 tornado tore through. That's right. Nashville. And so literally our release day was literally the day that the tornado hit. Uh, and so I like, I will never forget it. I mean, it was Drew, my husband, Drew was out of town and I woke up in the middle of the night with the house shaking. Was the whole, really the whole thing was shaking? Whole thing was shaking. And I, it sounded like hail, except for like, not just like hail. It sounded like everything was breaking outside. Um, glass power goes out, surge of light. And I, I, I don't think I I really don't, I don't think I've ever been more scared in my life. Like, uh, it was so scary. And I just, I I mean, you know, I keep, when people ask me what it was like, you know, like in a cartoon where a cartoon character gets scared in their bed and they literally levitate off the bed. That is what it felt like. I mean, all of a sudden I woke up and, and the sirens are going. And so, um, I like literally run from my room into my big kid's room and slam the door behind me. I have a lot of windows in my room. And so it just was, yeah. oh, it's crazy. And so not knowing what to do, I, I, my phone wasn't working. I couldn't get any website or weather app to load. And I woke up in the, I think just the thick of it, it passed right behind our house. And, um, and mm. so the alley, I mean, it came so close to y'all's house. It's just crazy. Literally the, the alleyway that we share with the next street over almost all the roofs are like off of those houses. And so, um, it was just crazy. And so we, I wake up the kids and we go down to the basement. Thank God our neighbors came over. Did you just grab them so fast? I didn't grab them so fast. I I didn't know what to do. I've never been in a tornado. I've lived in Tennessee my whole life. And I was like, I don't know if it, it was so bad when I first ran into their rooms. I didn't know. And there's all these windows on the way down to the basement. I didn't know if it was better. They only have one window in their room. So I'm like, is it better to stay here? Or, and now I know you grab them and you go to the lowest place in your house. Like no matter what's happening, you can cover their head with a blanket. I've learned like all these things to do, but I like didn't do the right thing at all. But it did calm down so much after I got in their room, it really started like calming down. I woke up in the very worst part of it. So after sort of it calmed down, I, I took them down because there were supposed to be more storms coming through. So I then had so much guilt the next day about when we walked out. So we went down to our basement, our neighbors came over and thankfully my, a lot of my, my kids memory of that night, they brought their dog over and their dog's name, Huck, my little boy who's four, he kept saying, bark, come over here, bark, bark, come here. And they were like, why are you telling him to bark, Huck? We don't, we don't want him to bark. And Huck was like, that's his name, Bark. And they were like, no, no, his name is Bart. His name is Bart. Oh. My kids have thought that our neighbor's dog's name was Bart just like for two and a half years since we've lived here, which is amazing. <laughs> so that's like really their strongest memory of that night, which just goes to show you how good like laughter is for the soul. Yeah. But I, so that's like their main memory of it. it. It was crazy, Annie. I got them back to bed. I could barely go back to sleep myself. And I literally, the next morning, uh, we had some friends who just got hit really bad. And so we were walking to help them, you know, just walked up the street to help them start clearing stuff out of their house. And 
I realized, you know, all their windows are broken, their porch is off. Um, there's glass and water all in their house. So it really wasn't a great place for kids to be. So I yeah. ended up that same day, we obviously like canceled all, like we, like, it's like, oh, the book release, we didn't even mention it because it was right. like, it didn't feel appropriate at all. And so I ended up with about eight kids um, at my house because what I realized was a bunch of the parents really needed to be helping get their stuff down. Yeah. Uh, there was a church across the street that they were very concerned was going to collapse and, and cause more damage. And so they were trying to move this family out um, before this church you know, caused more damage. And so really wasn't yeah. a great place for the kids to be. And so I looked around and I was like, you know what? Our house, none of the windows that shattered on our house, it was just the storm windows that shattered and we had some roof yeah. off the, our inside was safe. We had no power, but it was safe. And so I ended up bringing about eight or 10 kids over to my house. So all the other adults could help clean oh out my gosh. <laughs> house. And so I just, it was the sweetest thing because I had like these balloons and the book was just sitting out in our living room. And uh, one of the, they saw it when they walked in and all the kids in my neighborhood, they call me Lily. And they uh -huh. said, Lily, what is that? What are all those balloons for? And I was like, well, I was supposed to really read, release this book today, but we're not going to do that because it just doesn't really feel appropriate. Yeah. And so they were like, can we read it right now? And they, so I was like, oh yeah, sure. So I sat around with like eight kids who had just been through probably the scariest storm of their life and read this book. And in the middle of reading it, one of them was like, did you write a page about the tornadoes. Oh. <laughs> so, I was like, no, I didn't really write a page about the tornadoes. But then literally the next page in the book was when you see a rainbow after the rain, don't forget to remember God's love stays the same on glad days mm -hmm. and sad days. God's near and he knows he can use any storm to make good things grow. And I said, you know what, buddy, I didn't write it exactly about the tornado, but I think God knew that there might be a really scary storm yeah. that we just went through. And it was really sad and it was really scary. But do you think you could see anything good already growing? Is anybody seeing anything good growing after the storm? And Annie, they all started going around and they were like, well, we're getting time with our friends and we probably wouldn't have gotten that if this storm hadn't come. And there's all these strangers that are just coming to my house and helping clean it up. And I've had so many people just hug me and tell me that they love me. And I am, they are just seeing it. They're just seeing yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, Oh Lord, this is like, this is crazy. It, this is the both. And like, yes. this can be sad and scary and hard, but God, is here yes. and he is faithful and there is he, life and light after a scary storm. Yeah. He can't even, um, he can't be stopped. I mean, what the Lord has in plan can't be stopped. He, your book released and it's in so many hands and, and even a tornado, right? Even a virus. The, I mean, the Lord is just, isn't he just bigger than everything? If I feel like that's what I'm learning. Ooh, it is. It He is. He really is. And it is, it's been a really sweet thing. The book kind of goes through, it just sort of like takes clues from creation because it's based yeah. on the Psalm that says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day. They pour forth speech night after night. They display knowledge. That's Psalm 19. And so it's like, okay, if creation is singing, like what's the chorus? 
Like, what are the words? You know, uh, like, what are they saying? The yeah, that's right. And so it has just been the, the timing of all of this in the midst of spring where things that look dead uh, are, are, they're literally, it's just like leaves are, these bright green leaves are bursting out of these branches, of this tree that looks dead in our backyard. And, yeah. and there are even some trees, Annie, that have fallen down that were knocked over by the tornado that still like that have, have blooms on them. And you're just like, Oh, uh-uh. my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. And so it has just been like, where some of the roots are still in the ground. And so it's just been such a beautiful thing. I think my hope for the book was that it would be sort of like, and actually the last podcast we talked about this, that I felt like I was on a treasure hunt. But I yes. think my, my, my hope for this book is that it would sort of be like a map for kids and the adults in their lives to help kind of discover and remember the clues that creation gives us about how God loves us, that it would help us yeah. find and remember and hold, behold um, the, the sweetest treasure that I've ever known, which is the love of God. And yeah. the beautiful thing is that it's not a buried treasure, like it's an alive treasure. It's yeah. a living yeah. treasure. That's <laughs> so right. I'm just so grateful for this season and want to have eyes that are trained to see the beauty in this time. That's right. I mean, we've got to, there is a treasure hunt for us right now. There is, it is no accident that we are just a, when this comes out, we are just a week from Easter, that all this is happening in Lent, that the tornado came through and it did, that, I mean, none of this is an accident timing-wise. What the enemy intended for evil, the Lord is using for good. We just have to have eyes to see it. That's right. That's right. Which is not always easy for me because I'm like, (laughs) this isn't fun. It wasn't supposed to be like this. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not supposed to be this way. But God. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, is Emmy Lou back? She just walked in. (gasps) Yes. Excellent. Ellie, we'll make sure to link to Don't Forget to Remember in the album so that people can make sure they grab it. I feel like it's such a good... We're still making Easter baskets next week, so I feel like it's such a good book to toss in the Easter baskets and to work through with your kids. So... Huck's here too. Hi, Hucky. <gasps> Hi, Huck. Hi, Annie. Hi, <laughs> Bud. I'm glad to talk to you. Emmy Lou, I, or wait, Ellie, is there anything we didn't talk about that we need to talk about? You and I? Oh, I don't, I think, I feel I like we really did it. A lot. I loved it. I know. We really covered the things. Emmy Lou, we ask one final question. Every time I do a podcast interview, I ask this question. And so I need you, and if Huck wants to, to answer it before your mom answers it too. The question is, because our podcast is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you love to do for fun. I like to play with my mommy and like do her nails and have maybe sometimes spots. We've had a couple other spots. Yes, like you're doing today. What color nails are y'all going to paint today? What what colors are you working with in there? My mom, de- my mom doesn't know which color she gets to pick. And now I get oh. to we usually do like a pattern. Yeah. Oh, wow. You do a pattern. You may not know this, but Annie is, she loves doing her nails too. I do love doing my nails and I love patterns too. So does that mean you use different colors and do like pink on your one finger and then red and then orange and like that kind of thing? Yeah. Sometimes we do like pink in the middle finger and then different colors for the others. And sometimes we do like pink, red, pink, red, pink, red. And then sometimes we do like different colors, like pink, red, orange, yellow, and green. 
Oh yeah. The Huck is looking at the, I've got the, the book, don't forget to remember. And he just opened the page and he's like, mom, I did not know this. What do you see Huck on that page? Um, There's two little animals eating a popsicle. And then, then like a little lemur eating a popsicle with a little boy. Yeah. Do you guys like the page? Oh, I remember that page because in the bottom corner, it's like two little squirrels eating a popsicle. Yeah. Which feels like that sounds fun to me. Man, no kidding. And we're doing, and me and Maddie and Huck and Rev are doing our own podcast called Fun Things. Oh, really? oh, wow. Did y'all just start that downstairs? Oh, no. Um, we're trying to figure out the phone situation. Oh, they're trying to figure out the phone situation. <laughs> that is, did Annie inspire you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Ellie. I can't believe your children are starting their own pod. It's the Maybe. first, well, second well, generation well, podcast. Well, well, Maddie had the idea because my mom was doing one. So she had yeah. the idea. Maddie is our amazing nanny who is, she is actually a camp counselor. At a great camp called Greystone, which I love Greystone. Yeah, which Jamie Lou's going to go to. But it, but she is like have. It's like having a camp counselor at your house as well. Well, Yes, yes. Two things for it. I think that stops the recording. No, no, no. This. I don't really know. We'll have to <laughs> I know you're like this is Emily. Lot. We're not experts at the program. All we do is make sure we hit record. <laughs> yeah, we just make sure that we hit that red button, which means record. What were you guys um, talking about? We were talking about being at home and how sometimes we can be scared, but we can boss our worry around. Did you read the book? I didn't read the book, but we did that. Remember on Annie's story the other day? <laughs> yeah, we Sorry. talked about it though because we want our friends to get it. Ellie, tell me what sounds fun to you. Uh, what sounds fun to me, it's a rainy, dreary day right oh, now. It's so rainy. And so uh, one of the things that I love to do the most is be on and around the water. And so what yeah. sounds fun to me is being a sunny day on a boat or a paddleboard in the water right now. Yes. A sunny day outside. <sighs> Same. I was like, Lord, you got to have mercy on us. It can't rain every day. <laughs> we can't. can't rain every day. Please, Lord, no. Oh, man. Um, well, Ellie, thanks for doing this. I love you. Emmy Lou, thanks, Huck. I love you guys being on this, too. Oh, friends, don't you just love her? I know, I know. I love how much she kept referencing and talking about Sissy Goff, who we already know and love on the pod. And make sure you follow both of them on social media. Sissy really is giving so many helpful tips for all of us. And make sure you grab a copy of Ellie's new book, Don't Forget to Remember, and the album Sing Remembering Songs. And to give Ellie a follow on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Tell her thanks for being on the show, how much you love her, how much you appreciate her words and her help today. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my house, all the places you can need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for today, friends. Hope you're enjoying those morning TSF quarantine episodes. We'll at least have those going through this Friday. Go out or stay in and do something that sounds fun to you. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with our good friend, novelist, author, one of the best ready to pastor us through some of what we're walking through. Charles Martin. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Go wash your hands. We'll see you back here on Thursday.